I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you two, th- two things that I've learned about Brother Larson since he's been here. Number one, he is a worshiper. As we all should be. And I appreciate that. In fact, he'll worship if nobody else is. And I appreciate that. I mean it. I mean it. That's the way I want it to be. I don't want us to be intimidated by somebody else that's not worshiping. Amen. And the second thing is I've, I've, I've learned. If I ask him to do something, I tell him to do something, he submitted to me. And that means a lot. It means a lot. Amen. For a man that's already been out on the evangelistic field, a man that's already been preaching, to be willing to submit himself to another. That means a lot. Amen. And so, Brother Larson, we love you. I want you to come. I want you to preach tonight what God has put on your heart. God bless you. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for that, Pastor. And as our pastor said, words mean something. And that means something to me. I'm thankful for the leadership of the church. I'm thankful for all that God's doing here at uh, the Truth Church. And likewise, it's so great to be a part of a church that has revival. You said it the other night. We've got revival. It's not coming. It's here. It's already here. And uh, we came during the the, uh, Brother Savala's revival. And, man, we just watched the Lord work on our children, me, my wife, all of us. I I think I was telling someone the other day, you, you think you... In your mind, sometimes you think, well, I've kind of arrived. I I think I've got a hold of this. And I'm telling you, God wants to take you to the next level and the next level. He wants to take you greater and deeper in the things of God. And it's so important to understand that because we were singing in the refrain, I deserve better. I deserve better. In fact, why don't you get your finger out and point to yourself and say, I deserve better. Why? Because I'm a child of the king. I'm not doing this thing on my own. I'm doing this thing because the glory of the Lord came into my life and start changing some things around. And yeah, I might have a little attitude when I'm preaching or when I'm praising the Lord, but it's because I know who my God is. My God is a big God. My God is a great God. And there's none like the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have power in the name of the Lord. And there's nothing that should stop you when it comes to living for God. Amen. Let's go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's go ahead and worship the Lord. Let's go ahead and magnify Him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. And I didn't have this in my notes or in my scriptures, but I just want to remind you, because the scripture tells us, and we were singing about it, and you know that joy of the Lord is great. But sometimes you might not always feel the Lord. You see me dancing and shouting, sometimes I don't feel a thing. But I'm going to tell you, God inhabits the praises of his people. And I will tell you tonight, if you get out of your pew and you begin to worship the Lord and begin to magnify him if you feel him or you don't feel him, God can't refrain from the praises of his people when they begin to worship him. That's why I clap my hands. That's why I stomp my feet. I tell Brother Nelson, when I'm stomping, I'm stomping on the devil. In Jesus' name, every stomp. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's the true joy. Is eternal, eternally being with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. A lot of preachers, they stop right there. But the scripture says right here, wherefore comfort one another with these words. So not just sing about it, but Brother Hilton said, praise the Lord, Jesus is coming. What is that, Maranatha? How do you say that? Maranatha, that means the Lord's coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that was free. That's not part of my message, but I just wanted to thank God that uh, be a part of this. I give honor to Pastor tonight. So good to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm so thankful that God is faithful. So thankful that uh, we can come into his presence with joy. 
Amen. And He renews us over and over, just getting full of the Holy Ghost all over again. You see it in the book of Acts. Amen. Well, let's go to the book of Hebrews, if you can turn there, to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. And as you're turning there, Brother Hilton, would you pray over me? Not the word, it's already anointed, but would you pray that I be obedient to the Holy Ghost? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Let's give him a praise offering. He's worthy of the hand claps. He's worthy of the shout. He's worthy of the dance. Hallelujah. I love Jesus again tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Say amen if you're there in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse 25. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice, when, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. In this word, yet once more signifieth, it signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. It's one of my prayers, God. Let the consuming fire of your spirit burn away the draw, burn away all of the impurities, burn away all the things, all the distractions that would get in the way. Let the Holy Ghost fire consume me. That should be the prayer of our prayer every day when we wake up. Consume me, Lord Jesus, with the power of the Holy Ghost. But the beautiful thing about the fire is, is when everything's been burned away, the Holy Ghost and fire can build you back up to where you need to be in restoration. And I think about the, the word of Lord when Samson slew with that donkey over a, a thousand Philistines and that weapon of warfare that he used to kill all of the Philistines was also a weapon that gave him drink he was about ready to die so the word of the Lord is a weapon but it, at the same time it can refresh you it can restore you and the, the rivers of living water is there when we just begin to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. One more scripture and you can be seated. Luke chapter 21 verse 26 says, Jesus speaking, men's hearts faileth, failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have been stirred. I got to be honest, I've been stirred ever since I've been here. We got a revival church. God is doing great things, and it's good to be stirred. In fact, the Bible says, stir up the gift, that gift that's on the inside of you. And amen, that's what it's really all about because we just don't want to sit in a pew. We just don't want to fill the pews, but we want to do something for the kingdom. And I hope that this message challenged you. I hope because it's been challenging me as I've been studying and getting the scriptures together. And I really feel this word very strongly in the Holy Ghost for this church and also for the church as a whole. This message is a little peculiar in how I will deliver this. I've never done this before, and I don't know if I'll ever do it again. But I'm just obeying what God told me to do. Amen. Amen. So I felt led to tag off the foundation from the thought and the matter of what Elder Terry Mays preached. I believe it was just last Tuesday or the Tuesday before. And that message was entitled, Enough is Enough. Enough is Enough. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to try to ever or even try to re-preach what Brother Elder Mays preached. I mean, that was a masterpiece. And he was walking in the Holy Ghost when he preached that message. But enough is enough. I'm, I, I'm not even going to try, <laughs> but I am going to uh, share with you a little bit what I, what I gleaned from this message that he preached. And 
I've got to say there are major enough is enough moments throughout our lives. The biggest one is when we come to the issue of salvation. Another enough is enough moment is when it comes down to a decision and choosing not the high road nor the low road, but the right road that God wants for you in your life. Our paths, our ways, our intellectual abilities are irrelevant when it comes to fulfilling God's purpose. The only way to fulfill God's purpose is to come to our spiritual senses and understand that we have to have the attitude of enough is enough. I said enough, and as the elder said, enough is enough. Paul said in Romans chapter 7 verse 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Paul was just reiterating what Jesus had already said in Matthew chapter 26 in verse 41. Jesus said, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We must be a people that walks in the Spirit, and it's only the Spirit of the Almighty that will carry us and take us there. In our weakness and in our strengths, even in our strengths, we need the Holy Ghost to help us. That's why Romans 8, chapter 26 tells us, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There may be some that's not experienced groanings and going deep in the Holy Ghost and intercessory prayer, but I can't tell you how many times that I've been in that level on my face just a few weeks ago. This isn't to lift me up. I've seen pastor. I've seen other men of God in here and on their face before the Lord with a yearning and a groaning on the inside to want to see their city saved. They want to see God do the, the miraculous and what they're doing. They're praying. They're, they're getting between heaven and earth and they're laying down their, their lives as a living sacrifice and crying out to God because they want to see the mighty power of God move and seeing people receive the Holy Ghost. And it's only the spirit of intercession. It's only through the spirit of prayer. We sang about that in our first song. How many things have we forfeited because we didn't take it to the Lord? in prayer. I'm telling you, if you think you can make it without prayer, you are mistaken. You've got to get on, not just on your knees, but get into the presence of the Lord. It doesn't matter what kind of posture it is, but is it, are you talking to the Lord again today? Are you saying, Jesus, I know you're my friend, but Jesus, I need your help today. I need your glory to go before me and guide me through the darkness. I need you to take me through some things that I can't do on my own. And it's those times when I can tell you that when I was praying those deep things sometimes the Lord will open up your understanding but sometimes you don't know but it's always for a specific need there's a purpose and there's a reason why the spirit of intercession will come over us and we got to learn how to yield to that not just in intercession, but in our praise, in our worship. I don't have to have the Spirit of the Lord move upon me, but it did, and it helps. But then the Spirit of the Lord, he, David, as he would begin to dance and worship, the Spirit of God would move. And just as pastor is saying, there's people that will despise you. And a womb of, of being despised will close up the womb of what you really want in God. And we got to get and understand the breakthrough. And I thank God that we have a worshiping church. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Pastor, if you need to pull my coattails if I'm too long-winded, just tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm submitted. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I do feel a burden of the Lord that I'm, I'm trying to deliver to, the, to you today. Amen. Paul was just reiterating what Jesus said. We got to understand that. 
that the flesh is weak. The Spirit's willing. That's why we got to get into the spirit of prayer and really get a hold of what God is wanting for each and every one of us. And that's why, you know, uh, Brother Golf and Brother Hilton, Pastor, and all the worship leaders that come up here, they push for you to worship God and praise because they know that if you begin to praise God, you're going to get your breakthrough. They know in the times when they were worshiping God, uh, when it was just them or maybe just a few people in the church, and I know there's other saints of God that know what I'm talking about seasoned saints uh, you know how to get your breakthrough you know how to get into your presence and that's what we just got to do we just got to do it we just have to have our mind made up that's what I'm talking to you about today hallelujah we can't give in to our flesh but rather we've got to yield to the Spirit of God. When we sit on, on, on the pews and we don't worship and we don't praise or we don't get with the preacher or we're not reading the Word or we're not worshiping or we're not doing the things that we, the ABCs of what we already know we should be doing, that's, that's, that's entertaining the flesh. It's not easy to, to sometimes push yourself, but I'm telling you, God will give you, it's almost kind of like the runner's high. That runner's running and running, and he's about ready to the point of exhaustion and about ready to fall down. But there's something that kicks in. They call it the runner's high. He gets up, his oxygen levels go up, and he starts breathing, and he begins to start to sprint, even though he's at the point of exhaustion where the body actually just begins to kick in. And that's what the Lord is wanting to do in each and every one of our lives. That's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to carry you. He wants to carry us into the places that he sees us already before because he is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And in the middle, he already knows he's the author and the finisher of our faith so let's just trust him in our worship and in our praise hallelujah sacrifice obedience and works isn't enough but nevertheless when it's coupled with the love of God flowing through you and through your loving uh, master your savior everything you do will be exalted unto the glory of God I'm talking to you about moments in time when you come to the decision that enough is enough I'm talking to you about breakthrough and deliverance that you may have been seeking after either for yourself or a loved one or a friend or someone you've been witnessing to I'm talking about seeing people broken from chains of despair depression deception and oppression and yes even possession I'm talking about people that have been tormented in their minds being set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Prodigals being restored and coming back to the Father's house. Broken marriages being renewed and restored. Drug addicts, hallelujah, being set free. People instantly when they come into the church receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost where they're not tarrying, but they feel the power of God so strong that they come, not even coming down to the altar. Just like my wife when she received the Holy Ghost for the first time nobody had to coerce her nobody had to tell her what she had to do she lifted up her hands and began to worship and she received the Holy Ghost at a youth rally right there in the pews amen amen the best is yet to come it's here, it's right here it's at the, we're at the threshold of what God is doing here at the Truth Church I believe it's happening all over I've been hearing reports of all different things that have been happening all over miracles and signs and wonders hallelujah because there's a people there's a people that are hungry for the things of God talking about moments Moments, moments and decisions that you can make in a split second. And it can forever alter the course of your life and others for the good or for the bad. I'm talking about God moments when God comes and visits you and is calling you higher unto himself. I'm talking about burning bush experiences, mountaintop experiences, and yes, even the valley of the shadow of death and moments when it seems all has come against you and you can't make sense of anything. Whatever moment you're in, no matter how high or how low it seems, God will come visit you in the back end of a desert somewhere like he did for Moses. He'll begin to speak to you. He'll begin to speak to you while you're driving down the highway or in your home. He may make 
awake. He may wake you in the early morning hours to speak to you and visit with you. He may even come visit you in the middle of a storm spiritually or realistically as he did the Apostle Paul. You never know when the Lord will come and visit you or me. I believe that's why the scripture admonishes us to be quick to hear. I got to finish the rest. But Paul always had order in the way he wrote things. There's a reason God gives us two ears and one mouth. We need to be listening more than we are speaking. And if you have something to say, those you need to say it. Just as pastor was saying, hallelujah. We got to say it. Less is more sometimes. <laughs> amen, amen. He may wake you in the early morning hours where he's calling and he wants to visit with you. He wants to come in and be in your presence as much as you want to be in his presence. I love the Lord today because he's been so gracious and so merciful in my life. And it's those precious moments that I've come into his presence and he would refresh me and touch me or sometimes I was confused and he would give me direction and he became my beacon of hope where I could see. You never know when the Lord is going to visit. That's why we've got to be doing the things that we already know to do. How many times has the Lord tried to come and visit us and we just rolled over and went back to sleep? Paul said it like this in Romans 13. And that knowing the, that, the, the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we then when we believed, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Amen. Amen. I want to preach to you on the subject tonight. Go ahead and you can put it up there if you haven't already. Fasten your seatbelt. Fasten your seatbelt. It's time to, to get really dug in deep where we stand, not to be moved, not to be shakable. We need to be unshakable. We got to be able to understand that the Lord is on our side and be able to call on his name with confidence. In fact, Ephesians 6.14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. But I'm focusing on the seat belt. I'm focusing on the belt right now. This is the most uh, fatal part of the body except for the head. The head where you got to have the helmet of protection. The helmet of salvation. But you got to also have the belt of truth. Because it's the belt of truth uh, that we hinge everything on. It's the belt of truth that we understand. That their hero Israel the Lord thy God is one Lord. It's the belt and the truth uh, of the word that. Jesus told us I will never leave you I'll never forsake you as he told Nehemiah I'm telling you right now we got to stand on the word of God and understand that the belt of truth is what's going to make it or break it if we don't put on our belt of truth every day and stand upon the word of God and stand on the promise of Jesus there's nothing that we can have there's nothing we can have it's not going to work but when we have the truth of God's word and we couple it with the love for his truth and wanting to be obedient and want to make sacrifices and praise and all of these things we're putting on the belt of truth because we're not just saying it but we're doing it by what we believe I believe one of the ministers in the last couple services says we just got to start believing it's already in the word so we got to take it as it is and what it says and just believe amen John chapter 5 John chapter 5, 19 through 21, it says, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, talking about fastening your seatbelt, Are you ready for the ride? Are you ready for your ultimate ride into glory? We sang about it. Praise the Lord. We had a spirit of worship going on. And it's those times, it's those times when the Lord will bring a remembrance back to me. And I'll remember those times that I shouted over certain things or certain victories or certain breakthroughs that I've been seeking after or somebody else. And I saw God unloose it and let it, let that person or let that situation be loosed and that, that from the hands of the enemy. Hallelujah. And those, it's those times. It's those times of worship where I remember certain times when God was doing something. 
right at that moment and that's why it's so important why we worship because it's not just a victory at that point but it's also a victory in the future when you might come into a similar dilemma or maybe you can tell somebody what you were delivered from and not here just at the church but out in outreach on a door knock or at the praise in the park and letting somebody know brother Nelson that God loves you Jesus loves you and I'm here to tell you today that's what happened in right now God in the midst of things that's why we've been going through so much resistance that's why we've been going so much things here at the truth church and I was talking to a friend today and as I was talking to him I I said it seems like things are slow and almost like uh, God's not really doing anything and I felt a check in my spirit Uh (laughs) uh-oh but I began to tell him about a man that should have been dead Thank God for what God has done in Brother Toby's life. Thank God for what he's doing in every life here. I'm telling you right now, God has a witness of the Spirit that's happening here in our hearts and our minds where we can begin to tell people about the things of God. We can't keep this thing in the four walls of this church. we got to take what we have and take it out and let people know, look what the Lord has done. I know a man that the doctors came in after his quintuple bypass, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, that kept on looking in. Sister Brooklyn was telling my wife and just looking in like, Disbelief, I can't believe that this man is alive. But the man of God, our pastor said, he's going to be okay. He had Brother Toby on the call, and we all prayed. I was at home with COVID at the time, but we prayed, and I felt the, I felt the gift of faith, and I felt the working of miracles when you spoke that. And I knew, and I bared witness in my spirit that the Lord is going to touch him. And that's exactly what happened. And that's the type of God, that's the God that we serve. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be intimidated because we have a God that is powerful. We have a God that does the miraculous. We have a God that delivers and sets free. We have a God. We can be confident in our God. Say God, confidence. I've got God, confidence. Can you say it? Not my confidence, not my intellect, but God confidence. Amen. I don't even know if I got through the whole scripture. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and sheweth him all things that himself doeth. And he will shew him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth them whom he will. That's a fulfillment of prophecy. When Jesus began, he began to ordain his disciples to go forth and do the kingdom's business even before there was no Holy Ghost uh, even before they was in the Pentecost and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost he gave them a a test drive so to speak he let them go out and lay hands on the sick he let them go out and cast out devils and we got to understand that Jesus Christ he really was incarnate the son of God we understand that but we also understand that the mighty God in Christ walked in him and we also know there's only one God so every work that Jesus did he never claimed it no look at me look at me he said it's the God on the inside of me it's the father that's on the inside of me it's the spirit of God that's on the inside of me Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2 when Luke was talking about that we are anointed if you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost it's the same spirit it's the same power you shall be endued with power from on high don't you believe it I believe it do you understand that that same power that was working in Jesus is that same power that wants to work in you Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's magnify him. Jesus did this by sending out his disciples. He did this and allowed them to perform miracles. And they came back rejoicing because of the miraculous things that they did. Casting out devils and healing all manners of sicknesses and diseases. But Jesus said, Jesus said, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's my joy. 
My joy isn't seeing someone healed. I, I want to see it happen. But my true joy is everlasting joy. Hallelujah. That's why he's the everlasting father. Because if you're a child of God, he'll be your daddy forever. You might have had an earthly daddy at one time and you, they, some may be alive and some may have already been gone. But there's a heavenly father and an everlasting father that is on your side that wants to do something in you. I'm talking about fasten your seatbelt. Jesus wants to do something in our lives that we haven't even witnessed. He wants to do things that, that, that will blow your mind and the elders' minds that have walked this life and has been preaching the gospel for decades. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, God is wanting to do that work, but you've got to be ready to fasten your seatbelts like never before and trust in the Lord and begin to move when the Spirit of the Lord begins to move you. How do you do that? You do it in prayer. You do it in worship. You do it in all those different things. Oh, Paul, hallelujah, in Acts chapter 20 and 22, he says, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Oh, Paul, I'm so glad. Oh, Paul, I'm so glad that you fasted. You fastened your seatbelt and you finished uh, your course. I'm so thankful that Paul did it. But you know what? If Paul could do it, guess what? I've got the same God. I've got the same name. I've got the same anointing. Oh, I hope somebody's hearing me tonight. But I'm telling you, we got the same thing. He's my God too. He's not just a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but he's my God. I'm trying to build someone's faith tonight to believe in the miraculous, to believe what men say is impossible, Brother Toby. I told Pastor, I said, you're looking good. And Brother Nelson had mentioned it. His voice, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but do you notice how crystal clear his voice is? And I just, there's this, he's got this look. I, I believe it's the glory of God and the favor of God that's all over him. And that's why I submit to the man of God because I know, and you know, you better know, <laughs> that that's where your blessing comes from. Ultimately, we know our blessings come from God. But in submission to the man of God, there's nothing, no greater blessing. I could have I jumped ship many times. When I was a young preacher, I thought I, I, could, I thought I was good. I thought I could just move on and, and not have to listen. I was a young buck. I, I was just young and dumb. But because of, of holding on and not letting go and staying where God put me when I needed to be where I needed to be at that time, the blessings of God is just dripping off my fingers. In fact, my wife, uh, she's got a new job and, and a significant pay increase. I'm telling you, God is doing great things. And I'm sitting here telling the brother today, oh, God's kind of moving slow. I start taking back and start thinking about all the things that are taking place and just the spirit of revival and the visitations of the mighty power of the Holy Ghost that we've been experiencing. And I'm going to sit here and say, oh, it's slow. I, I, I was rebuked. God rebuked me and lovingly chasing me and reminded me hallelujah what he's doing amen don't forget what the Lord has done for you return back to that first love if you get discouraged go back to that first love and start doing the works all over again that you did in the beginning because I've been told that if a machine is working don't try to fix it if God's already given us the word, if we would just step into the word and begin to walk in the word, we'll walk under an anointing and we will walk under a covering that will take you further than you would ever believe in your mind. Hallelujah. Jesus is the very fulfillment of the scriptures according to the prophet Isaiah as far as sending his disciples forth and the works that Jesus Christ himself did. Isaiah chapter 55 and 11, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whitherto I sent it. In my prayer to the Lord in my personal time, I'll ask him, Lord, whatever it pleases you. Because, you know, a lot of times we can miss things, what God's wanting to do. Or we neglect things that God's wanting us to do. 
because we didn't pray and ask God. Because the Bible says specifically, we have not because we ask not because you ask amiss, which means you're asking for your gratification. You're looking for what the Lord can do for you on your behalf. But when you come before God humbly and you ask Him, Lord, what's pleasing to you? What can I do to make you happy with me as a son of God? And that's the thing. God will begin to speak through you and God will begin to use you like you never thought that God would use you. That's why Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm thankful, so thankful for this church and churches that represent God's righteousness, His peace, His joy, all those things. And it, it, there's only one way of, of doing that, and that is to get a hold of God in His presence. It's by prayer. It's through fasting. It's doing all the things that we know we got to do. And I've learned you cannot fabricate a move of God. You can't have enough lights. You can't have enough sirens. You can't have enough bells and whistles. I'm telling you, there's some churches, and it grieves my spirit. It grieves your pastor's spirit. I've heard him talk about it, where you feel like you're going into a theater. The wall, all the walls are blacked out, and if this, if if you if you're hearing at the sound of my voice, I'm not here to try to make you feel bad. But what I'm trying to say is that we don't need any of those things. We need a raw power of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is the only thing that can really break a stronghold. It's the Holy Ghost through praying people that are seeking the face of God, where marriages can come in and be restored, and people can be healed, and all manners of sicknesses and diseases completely healed because of the Spirit of God and being directed by what God is requesting us to do. But He'll never make you. He'll never force you. That's why I read this Scripture and it just bears witness in my spirit in Jeremiah chapter 6 and 16 through 17. The Scripture says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein also I set watchmen over you saying hearken to the sound of the trumpet but they said we will not hearken we need to hearken to the peal in the trumpet that's being blasted behind this sacred desk. We need to hear the word of the Lord that's going to comfort us, that's going to give us rest as it's written in the book of Hebrews. We need the rest of the Lord and we can enter into his rest. I was in a prayer call a while back ago and I was talking about resting in the Holy Ghost. When you get in the Holy Ghost and you begin walking in the Holy Ghost, when you're walking in the Spirit, something begins to happen. The enemy can't see you. The enemy can't hear you. When you are walking in the power of God's fulfillment and purpose in your individual life, I'm not talking about just as a church body because there's a point in time when we all got to get real personal and get away from all of the distractions of the world and we got to get into that sound barrier where all the noise is behind us and we can do that in the secret place. Hallelujah. We can do that under the feathers of the Almighty God as Psalm 91 talks about. We can come into that place and it's that place that's going to change you and it's going to begin to change people and you're going to begin to wake up and see some of those things as we're waking up and understanding that the day there's a trumpet that's going to be peeled there's a trumpet that's going to be blasted hallelujah and within the twinkling of the eye the scripture says we're going to be caught up and we're going to be together with the Lord if you're wondering what I'm preaching about I'm preaching about fasten your seatbelt and get ready for the ride get ready for what God is wanting to do in each and every one of you and what he wants to do in me because there's something hallelujah that I feel hallelujah in the Holy Ghost it bears witness and it's things that I've even talked with pastor about what I feel and he's confirmed it and he said I feel the same thing God has just begun if you he said I'm just quoting him he said it's going to happen it's going to happen hallelujah greater things is going to happen and Jesus said greater things than these these things that you shall do it's coming to pass it's coming to pass in the hour we're closer now than we've ever been hallelujah with the glory of the Lord that's coming hallelujah when we do not hearken to the word of the Lord, it's like riding in a car without a seatbelt. Or could you imagine getting in a roller coaster 
and the restraint didn't click all the way down, I think somebody would probably start to scream if it started to move. Hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Shouldn't we be doing that? Knowing that Jesus is coming. Knowing that Jesus wants to come and visit you, whether it be in the clouds of glory or in an intimate moment, whether it be in the valley of the shadow or on a mountaintop. I want to hear from the Lord. I want to hear what God has to say. Amen. Do you want to hear it? Hallelujah. I'm so glad that Paul held on. We need to hold on just like Paul. 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 27, it says, Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, and journeyings often, in perils of water, perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weary, in weary and painfulness in watchings what that means if you look that up in the Greek watchings means uh, not being able to sleep at night not being able to, to have rest uh, maybe because of the condition that you're going through or a burden that, that he had that for the letters that he written to the church maybe, maybe whatever it was but there's watchings there were sleepless nights sleepless nights that the apostle Paul went through Weariness and painfulness and watching often in hunger and thirst and fastings often in cold and nakedness. It's really a miracle the Apostle Paul, really, when you think about it, was able to make it through all these calamities and sufferings. I wouldn't want to wish any of those things that Paul went through on anybody. The Bible says that he was a chosen vessel. Consequently, if you were wondering, you've been, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost... And if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you also are a chosen vessel. Sometimes I think we look at Bible characters. We look at men of God. We look at uh, they, but, but, but what people don't realize. We put our pants on just like anybody else. We got struggles. We got things. We got trials. Everybody has to go through something. Everybody has things that they deal with. Paul and all of us, all of us as the people of God, We'll go through some type of tribulation. Some more, some less. But Jesus said it. In fact, Jesus promised. He said, you shall go through tribulation. I'm not talking about uh, eschatology. I'm just saying in life, we're going to go through some stuff. He told us this. Jesus also told us that in the end times, before his imminent return, that there would be signs. And one of those signs that would take place before his return, it's recorded in uh, Luke chapter 21. I opened up with this scripture. It's also recorded in Matthew. But Jesus said, men's hearts failing them for fear and for, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. It shall happen. These things are coming to pass before our very eyes and I don't understand how people are running out of the church when they should be running to the church. And how everybody wants to listen on, you, they, they can blame it on me, listen through, through uh, Facebook, through all these social media platforms when they could really be in the house of the Lord. I'm challenging you if you're hearing this through YouTube or Facebook and you are physically able to, I'm, I'm beckoning you, I'm calling you, come to the house of the Lord. And I'm not saying it in rebuke, I'm saying it in love, please. We want you to come. And God, even more importantly, wants you to come so that you can be in fellowship with the people of God. You know, the, the second greatest thing than being in fellowship with God is the saints of God. I remember, Brother Hilton, when I got in church the very first time, it was the very first and most exciting thing in my life was to get into church and seeing people hand clap and praise and worship the Lord. And I just loved it because it was an oasis because I lived in a home where the Holy Ghost wasn't there. So it was to be able to get away and come into God's presence. And it was just so uh, joyful time to be able to do that. And I've never lost that. We should never lose that. We should never get so sophisticated that, that we don't yearn to get into the house of God. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm just about through. 
Hallelujah. Which brings us back to our original text of Scripture. If we can all stand. Amen. Let's go ahead and worship the Lord. Let's go ahead and magnify Him. I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost, you deserve better. I deserve better. We, as a church, deserve better. Brother May said it. He, he says there's sometimes when you've got to demand God to do certain things. And you can do that when you know the Word of God and you're standing on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Brother Golf, if you read chapter 12 out of, out of Hebrews for me. See that you refuse not him that speaketh, for he that escapeth not who refused him that spake on earth much more shall not we escape. If we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he that promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. But the, and this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are of made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Okay, I want you to hear that. Just that last verse. Read it one more time, Brother Goff. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, and of those things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Fasten your seatbelts. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, fasten your seatbelts. Because there's a ride, hallelujah, that's coming. It may be good, it may be bad, it may be just some status quo times, but we need to fasten our seatbelt like we never have before. We need to get that buckle of truth over us and stand on the word of God like we never have before. We need to back our pastor. We need to back it in prayer. We need to back it in worship. We need to back it in everything that we know to do. Because the things that can be shaken, they will be shaken. And if we don't have the belt of truth on, we're going to be shaken right out of our seat. And there's going to be many that's going to be looking in the skies saying, I thought I was ready. I thought it was time to go. Why am I still here? Why is it? We need to be shaken. Not by the things of this world, but we need to be shaken by the word of God so every cobweb and everything that's not of God, we can kick it out to the curb and say, uh-uh, this world's not going to influence me. And if anything, I want to be an influence to the world because I've got the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, Brother Goff, verse 28. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. A kingdom that cannot be moved. If we are in the kingdom of God and we're right where we need to be, right where God wants us to be in His presence, we're not going to be moved. We shall not be moved. And we got to understand that we are in on solid ground and God is calling us up to higher ground. God is calling up to us to a higher calling. God is calling us to be something that you would never even think. And the enemy has lied to some people thinking, oh, they're, they're, they're deceived to think, I'm not worthy enough. Well, guess what? None of us are but I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb who's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus the devil can't get through it just like the Israelites couldn't get through the red or the, the Egyptians couldn't get when they were in pursuit of the Israelites they couldn't get through the water and if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus when you begin to call on the name of the Lord the devil can't get through it he can't get through the blood Our God is a consuming fire. Isaiah chapter 54. I promise I'm almost done. If you want to come down and begin to pray, you can do that even right now. Isaiah 54 verses 1. Go ahead and worship the Lord. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sing what? Sing, O barren. Okay, let's stop there just for a minute. Who's been praying? Who's been seeking for some type of breakthrough? Who's been praying for a prodigal? Who's been praying for God to do something? What does it sing? What? Sing? Sing, O barren. Sing, O barren. <laughs> Is there things that you've been crying out to God for? Are there things that you've been seeking after? The Bible tells us, sing. Go ahead. Thou that didst not bear... 
Break forth into singing and cry aloud. Okay, so we begin to break forth singing and crying out loud, regardless if it's coming to fruition or not. You know why? Because God's still good. God's still good. Go ahead, Brother Golf. Thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Amen. Enlarge the Amen. place of thy tent. Right there, I want you to see what that says. Talking about the barren, talking about desolation, talking about destruction. Don't you know that God would restore Israel over and over and over again? And we start pointing and we start looking. Oh, look what they did. Uh, oh, if, if God would part a Red Sea for me or if God would do that for me, I'd believe just like they did. But I'm going to tell you, there's God that has performed miracles and there's some people that are going to hell because they got their miracle, but they didn't get the greatest miracle, which was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right now, you've got something, hallelujah, in this building tonight that you can go forth and you can tell somebody, God is the God of restoration. Enlarge the place of thy Enlarge tent. the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth the stretch curtains forth. of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy courts, and strengthen thy stakes. Strengthen thy stakes. This is the voice of the prophet saying, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Strengthen the, the, the stakes. Get your seatbelt, so to speak, and strap it on and strap it real tight because there's something that God wants to do in each and every one of our lives. So I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, get ready. I said, get ready to see God do something that you've never seen. It's going to happen. It shall come to pass. Not that through my words, but from the word of the Lord. Go ahead, brother. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. God is all about restoration and increase, and that's exactly what is happening. There is an acceleration. Listen to me. There is an acceleration in the spirit world that is happening right now. James chapter 5, 7 and 8. Brother Goff, go ahead. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. We need to, we need to begin to reap the harvest that God is, has already given. Jesus said, behold, the fields are ripe. They're ripe. They're plentiful. I just need the labors. And that's been my prayer. God send us labors. Maybe I was one of those labors, pastor, but we need more labors. We need people to rise up and do what God has called each and every one of us. Each and every one of us, the early, it says, until he received the early and latter rain, be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Can we just begin to worship the Lord? I have one more scripture. I have one more scripture. And what I feel that we need to do is begin to worship the Lord and begin to praise Him for these things. Because if we will begin to praise Him for these things, God is going to begin to lose vision and give you a vision to be able to see the things that He's been showing the man of God and the pastor of the true church. Hallelujah. There's things that He's been praying that God's going to open up the windows of heaven to where you can begin to see and begin to feel the burden that's been preached. It wasn't no doubt that Brother Mays got up. I didn't know exactly where he's going but had the pastor sit down here I'm telling you and begin to pray and lift him up and this is the thing Amos Amos saw the vision of our day as we get closer and closer to the coming of the Lord Amos chapter 9 13 through 15 it says that behold go ahead brother Goff behold the days come saith the Lord that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader, treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. And right here. And I will bring hold on, again. Hold on, Brother Goff. There's going to be the plowmen and the reapers in the same field. Amos saw what we've been praying about.
Amos saw the things in the scripture that we see here that the plowman the plowman shall overtake the reaper. They're not even going to be able to reap as fast as the plowman's behind on their heels. And I'm telling you, that's the type of revival. God's not coming in for some silent uh, black church. God's coming back for a glorious church without spot, without blemish. God is coming back for a people that's on fire for him. It, but it's going to be a remnant. It's going to be a small people. And are we, are we the people of God here in Olathe, the people that's worthy to have that type of revival are we the people that can begin to reap a harvest and we're still right behind the harvest we're still planting seed I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost uh, that God has it I I know it I know he's intended that there's been prayers that have been prayed uh, even before pastor uh, was here Uh, there has been seeds that have been planted and we need to go forth uh, in what he's been preaching and what he's been speaking get behind it and believe it because I believe it we believe it do you believe it Go ahead, Brother Goff, 14. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof, and they shall, they shall also make gardens and eat of the fruit of them. Amen. Isaiah, if you read the book of Isaiah, I did not realize how much of the post-millennium things that are spoken of in, in, in the book of Isaiah. And when, when you know anything about God, he, he would always turn back to his people, even when they would go in rebellion, and even when they go against the things of God, and they would set up their high places and worship other idols. But he always had compassion, and would have always rather would have extended God his mercy. Always would have rather given his mercy than judgment. And you see that over and over through Israel. But it's the same way with people in this hour that we're living in. People that are wrestling with oppression and depression and demonic attacks and false doctrine, seducing spirits. All those things that are happening more and more. As I said before, there is a spiritual they're in the spirit world there is an increase there is something that's happening in the spirit world right now it's accelerating because as God gets closer to coming back for his church there's going to be more and more and more activity in fact when Jesus came in the New Testament when he came into the scene there was more demonic activity than there ever was before and as those days such the more in 2021 that we're in right now don't you think that the devil's going to take his foot off the pedal because he knows his days are short and he knows that you are a chosen vessel of God if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost go ahead brother Goff last verse and I will plant them upon their land and they shall no more be pulled up what? Out. they shall what? no more be what? pulled up say it again no more they shall no more be pulled up out of their land which I have given them saith the Lord thy God. That's why there's increase. That's why God is doing right now what he's doing in this hour because we know and we understand that God's about ready to wrap this thing up. God's about ready to take us into a heavenly kingdom where there's a dominion that has no end. I'm telling you right now, we are part of something so powerful. We are part of something that is so great. We are a part of something that's so awesome that we should be telling everybody about it. I'm so stirred. Some of the message that I've been preaching or hearing about preached to me where I'm just so st- stirred and so convicted I've got to do more I've got to do more oh come on we need to begin to worship God right now we don't need music to carry us there we can do it with our own voice we can do it if we just lift up our voice right now and begin to magnify God and have the vision of the Lord that he has given our pastor oh come on let's begin to shout unto God if you need deliverance just begin to call on his name whatever it is you need from God tonight God can meet that need right now that's it just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost begin to pray hallelujah begin to pray and seek his face like never before because God is doing a work fasten your seatbelt fasten your seatbelt and hold on to the promises of God oh if you're going to praise him praise him more than you've ever praised him before if you're going to worship worship greater than you ever have before hallelujah if you're going to give give more abundantly to God 
and see what God will do. Charge God. Charge God according to his word. He cannot. He cannot. I said he cannot. He cannot. When I say he cannot, keep worshiping the Lord. Keep worshiping the Lord. He cannot do it unless you give him your whole heart, your whole mind, with everything from the depths of your soul. There's a revival in this place that that is already beginning to explode in the hearts of people's hearts and in their minds and in the depths of their souls, springing up like a fountain. Springing up like a fountain. Oh God, I pray that that fountain explodes. Lord God, we pray. Let's, let's bind together in prayer. Let's bind together. Hallelujah. And let's believe with our pastor. Let's believe with the vision of the Lord that he has given us. Let's believe what God said that he would already do. That's it. The only thing that God can't do is lie. God is a word. He is the word of himself. He is the word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is all these things. And God can manifest and make himself known however he wants to do it. Come on, let's believe God right now. Come on, let's push. Come on, let's push. Hallelujah, not because I'm asking, but because I'm desperate. I'm desperate. And Lord, I'm putting on the belt of truth again today. Oh Lord, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation. I'm taking the shield of the Spirit. And I'm raising it up. And every fiery dart, every every arrow that's shot. Oh, I pray that the shield of faith would quench it and protect my mind, protect our mind to understand and to begin to believe greater. Greater, greater. That's it, let's just worship him.